everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Cryptic Commander. We are your hosts. I'm John Nose. I am MTG Peddler. And we've got a special guest all the way from the UK, Will Hall, from the Will Hall Experience. Will, thanks for coming on the show, man. Thanks for having me here. I'm excited. It's going to be fun. What all is, right. Positive attitude off the gate. I love it. What is the weather like in the UK? It's actually really good right now, which is very weird for the UK. Uh, it must be global warming or something. But yeah, it's, um, it, it's really nice, really sunny, dry. But that doesn't mean that tomorrow we're not going to have snow because, you know, this is how it works in the UK. <laughs> yeah, it's raining over here, so I'm jealous. I, say, I like snow. It's almost May. It's like 70 degrees out right now. Or, well, oh, let me, hang on. Hang on. 25. 25C. It can rain one minute. Like, it'll be raining where I live, and then two hours up like, north of me, it'll be blistering sun, and then two hours above that, it'll be snow. The UK <laughs> is crazy with weather. It's so weird, but, you know, that's why we they always say that British people moan about the weather and stuff, right? Because that's what we do. We're just, oh, yeah, the weather, great, cool. You never <laughs> know what to dress for or take with you. Yes, <laughs> I live in the Midwest. They say, if you don't like the weather, wait five minutes. But it was hailing. Yeah, it was hailing. Oh, yeah, we- yeah, we, we, we don't get that kind of stuff here in New Jersey. I, I love that about here. In April. Hail in April. Card of the week is going to be the Prismatic Bridge, which is the backside of Asika, God of the Tree, from Kaldheim. Its casting cost is one white, one blue, one black, and one red, and one green. Legendary enchantment at Mythic. At the beginning of your upkeep, reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a creature or planeswalker card. Put that card onto the battlefield and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. That's a, that's, you can see why it's a legendary enchantment. Yeah. It's a very, very strong ability. But I, I'm always tentative about five color cards in general. What do you guys think? Yeah, it's, it's hard to pull it off, man, you know. I play slivers, you see, in EDH, and this I actually this is you picked a good card for me to have. There's not many cards I've owned having slivers. This is one of the cards I have in slivers, and uh, you know, to me, I'm just like, oh cool, I'm going to cast this turn, turn five, maybe turn four, and it's going to do a job for me every turn. It's uh, mm. I'll never I'll never cast the other side of the act. This is always the side I want to cast. Mm. Yeah, slivers makes though, sense because right? was that? It's very powerful. Like if you oh, had a, a deck without. Yeah, powerful. You, know, you, can obviously, you can manipulate it, right? You can just have a deck for the spells and one Emrakul. Cool. I'm going to hit an Emrakul yeah. on my turn. You know what I mean? Yeah. For the oh, casting yeah. cost, Wooberg, you know, just one of every color. For the casting cost, this is very powerful. I've never heard it be called Wooberg before, and I'm so happy I've just found that out. That is a great name for five color. Wooberg. I'm taking it and stealing it, claiming it was my own. <laughs> Feel free, man. Feel free. The um, like I remember looking at cards like Last Stand, you know. Not sure if you guys are familiar with Last Stand. I am not. I'm. I am googling as we speak. Yeah, check out googling as we speak. It was a good card back in the day, but I remember somebody telling me it goes in a certain deck, and to this day, I still haven't figured out what deck it goes in. You know. Uh, I guess it would work good with uh, uh, what's the is it Cruxer the one that's played in in Amulet Titan. That changes your basic la- uh, all your lands to every basic type. This card would be really strong in that deck, or a deck that runs that card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought of that. Yeah, once you said it, <laughs> shame's on an instant. <laughs> oh yeah, because that that would make it really <laughs> <laughs> broken. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. 
But going back to this prismatic bridge, though, it being the same casting cost, this is very, very powerful. Yeah. I actually think I like Last Stand better. <laughs> it's in my in my personal opinion. Well, of course, you're a land guy. I am a land guy, so I, I'm generally uh, always excited about when, anything that involves just lands in general. That goes in your all land EDH deck, Mister. Yes, yeah, yes. Well, if you don't know anything about me, I am a basic land collector, and I said if I ever build an EDH deck, it's just going to be 99 lands. I'm just going to keep playing beautiful lands one after another. And I'm going to have the fun. Most expensive basic land. Um, currently, I have the Arabian Nights Mountain. I think that's probably the most expensive one. It, that when I when I bought it like six months ago, it was only going for about a hundred, and I think it's up to two two fifty now. Oh, so it's good. What Guru lands at now then? Oh, Gurus are cheap. They're ridiculous. Uh, the island is neat. No, near mint. You could probably get a, an island for like twelve hundred bucks. <laughs> oh yeah, a little, a little pocket change. I'll have it eventually. I, I will have one of every basic land ever, ever created. That is my goal. I have all the uh, Apex. I have all the Euro lands. I got. I have uh, a set of Russian Black Border Ninth Edition lands coming in. He was the first YouTuber to open all the Euro lands on YouTube, and and the Apex also. And first, for the, all the Apex also. That's a good flex. That's a really good flex. <laughs> I, well, you know what it was? It was actually one of my. Uh, it was it was my buddy uh, Tim from uh, the Stomping Grounds MTG. He's also a content creator. And he was like, well, if you're going to get them all, why don't I just open them all at the same time? And I was like, I don't know if I have that patience. Because <laughs> I was waiting for one to come in. It, it was coming from, I think, uh, Italy, and it took forever to get here. And I was like, I, I, but I was patient, and I waited, and it was a good idea. Now, Will, I'm familiar with our mission statement on the podcast? The mission statement? Yes. So we have a mission statement for this podcast. It goes... Magic the Gathering is best for the communal experience. A big part of that is when it's stemmed from knowledge. Getting assistance where needed makes it far more enjoyable. Please tell me you have that on a t-shirt. I don't have that on a t-shirt. Well, I guess what? I'm, I'm an ideas guy. I'm very good at ideas. You <laughs> need to get that on a t-shirt right now. And Limited edition. First 10 people, go. Me and, <laughs> or I should say, Peddler and I... We, we have a lot of friends that are content creators, and we have, a, we have a saying that teamwork makes the dream work, and we talk to each other on a regular basis and help scratch each other's backs, you know, so instead of fighting against each other for views and listens or whatnot, we work together. So I'm super, like, we won't, we'll talk about it now, but I'm actually really envious about that, right? Like, that's a really amazing thing to have come as a content creator thinking of that like there's i have people that i like work with or like uh, you know i make content with or i talk to a lot um and you know we i i get ideas from them or like they, they kind of help me in different directions but it is always you know you almost like got a team does that make sense like you know how you see like big i don't know let's go with youtube support group support yeah group. like big support where they like have stream houses and stuff like that so, so, yeah. sense. so we're not like that. a couple people <laughs> yeah yeah you're not all living together right? <laughs> but like i've got a, i've got a few that like i would consider i could talk to pretty much about anything and, and show off the bat one that helped me when i when i first died i know we're going well off left left there but was squad chief <laughs> squad chief like really he, he kind of took me from that we had squad you know, on the podcast yeah, so cool. Squad Chief is, is one of my like really close friends because I've never met the man, you know what I mean? Oh, wow. Um he uh he kind of like just gave me that extra step going from 
I think he gave me my first big raid and then he stuck around and then he started talking to me. And then since then, over the last two years, me and him, have, like we talk every day where I were giving each other a crap or were flirting <laughs> ideas of each other or we're saying, no, check this out or, you know, we're standing up for different things. And the other one would be Nikachu MTG, who I actually call dad. Like we've got this like weird little thing where I call him dad. He calls me son, just like Mr. Beast calls um, PewDiePie dad. So I'm always like, well, I'm going to be Mr. Beast. You're going to be the PewDiePie of MTG. And that's like this little thing we take. But that's, if I was going to have a little bubble like you guys do, where we bounce ideas off that, which I'm very jealous of, by the way, that is an insane thing to do. And I think more people should do it, especially if, if you, you know, take it, new people under your wing as well, like just to help people out. I try my best to always do that. Like I said I, earlier I, about editing. Do you want a hand? Yeah, cool. I'll show you. I think it really helps out just in general because you know what because you, you get you know get to bounce ideas off people and like you know that's a great idea now that was not so good and you get to you know just just help it's yeah. what being a part of community is it's just it's just that's exactly being, being helpful with I you know and it, when it comes to to content creating people do think you're out for yourself and you have got to be very good very lucky or have something that people have never seen before because you, you know, the, for one, every time thing you're trying to do, there's another thousand people trying to do it. Right. If you've got a, oh, yeah. a, a bubble around you, like, you know, I say, I, I like, I'm a very good ideas person and we're having a little chinwag before this, but for every 10 ideas I have, maybe two will come to fruition. I've, I've done, I'm like, oh, cool. I'll do that. Like on a whim when I'm at work, I'll think of something. And I'll just, I'm not a person as you said, you, you hated waiting to get those basic lands. I'm very much, I, I, I need to do it now. Like I'll, I'll be like messaging whoever I need to message. I'm like, right, can I get this made or this done? Can you do that? And I'll buy it. I'll pay for it. And then it will just, you know, it sits in the corner and I don't do it until I don't know. I find it again or pick it up or I think, oh, that was a terrible idea. What was I doing? And something <laughs> it sounds go- like, it sounds so much like me and my wife. My wife is the idea person in the household, and I'm the doer. So she comes up with an idea, and I get it done. And it sounds like our dynamic. It's yeah, it's, and I wish I had someone else like that. I wish I had someone that wanted to just like either like help on the stream. I'd happily just bring someone in and be like, "Cool, right?" And we just share the editing because really, people don't know like that's the making content is easy. Getting it out there so it looks good or sounds good that is the hard part. Like, you know, as I say, a thousand people are doing the same thing as you. How are you going to get eyes on your, on your product or your creativity? And then once you get the eyes on it, then you have to keep them there. You know what I mean? Everyone will click on a, on a, a, a YouTube video. It says, Oh, meta breaking deck. You know, this deck's so busted, 100% win rate. But if they click on it, and it's just you just clicking buttons to play cards. <laughs> Not many people are going to stick around for that. You've got to have like, you know, oh, why, why are they going to stick around or what are they going to go? Be, you know why what should they also watch from your content and there's different creators that i look to and get exp- um uh like they're not their, their ideas their creativity from like, okay so he was linking this video to another video he did and that's how he's got normal people to look into that video this one oh he's very charismatic okay so he makes like this joke and he pushes these boundaries like i don't know if you've heard of um magic aids the youtube video video no. maker he's, yeah i haven't oh my god he is probably my favorite youtuber besides obviously mr beast uh he makes the best content and he is super super funny with it like i imagine most people that uh like watch mtg youtube would have at least seen one of his videos he's very funny very charismatic very creative as well uh i 100 percent say would uh, recommend checking him out if you haven't he's uh he pushes the boundaries so we say of you know what's okay to say and what's not but does it in the like the perfect way it's not no one takes offense to it or anything like that. it's just very funny that sounds awesome 
Yeah, yeah, definitely check them out. We've really gone off this uh, prismatic bridge card, haven't we? Which we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, right. we're about ready to move on anyway. <laughs> we are. Right, cool. to, yeah, we're going to top decks of the week. So page two, top decks of the week. Uh, if you play standard, the top deck of the week this week in standard is Saltai Ultimatum. That comes as no shock to me. Peddlers. Yeah, I see that. I see that all the time on uh, Arena. Yeah, Saltai Ultimatum. I come across it. Uh, 50-50% chance, you know. Everybody wants to use it, you know. I play What decks do you guys use on, on Arena? Just, again, I'm going to ask random questions here, but uh, what, what I, I, I should go to deck in standard at the minute. I, I, I use Agro Rogues. Okay. Yep, and I use Jezkai Mill. Oh, well, you're both Mill people. Oh, no. I'm not Mill. I'm not Mill. <laughs> not mill. My, 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 win, my win con is not Mill. He's Agro. Have you ever won a game from milling, though? Yes, because I uh, I trickstered. Uh, I killed two of this guy's. Uh, uh, what, what's the dude that makes four four angel tokens with lifelink? No, Master the, the of one, the speak, the speaker of the something. Yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about, though. Yeah, but I, I stole two of them in the from his graveyard, and I kept making angels. And he had this enchantment that like kept like upping, like doubling his guy's like power with lifelink. So he was at like five thousand life. And I kept resurrecting angels to block those two things. And I ended oh, up milling him out. out. That's quite cool. I milled him cool. out, yeah. Like, it was, it was a cool round. That was a really fun round. I got a win. <laughs> it is a win. Yeah. I, I am actually really excited about the new Professor Onyx. I want to build a deck around her that is just her and just nothing but instants and sorceries. It's going to be all removal and counters. I've been so playing against that, um, Professor Onyx. And it's really hoss. I'm not going to lie. It's pretty hardcore, okay? Um I am playing with the Will Rowan. Oh, I like Will and Rowan. I love it. I mean, the static ability is your instants and sorceries are one colorless less. When you have two of them out there, you're Wrath of Godding for two white. I think it's really cool that Wizards decided to name a Planeswalkraft to me. I thought that was really cool. <laughs> That's nice of them. I did see that on uh, tw on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. pretty cool. Um, yeah. the, um, do, do. Go on. No, just just answer your question. Me personally, I, I got a Jeskai Mill. It's not your normal deck, you know. I use Teferi's Tutelage, and then I'll use that one red land where you can discard any cards in your hand, draw that many plus one. Yeah. So it's like a turbo mill. In the meantime, I'm doing shenanigans like making my spells one less. I'm taking extra turns with the Alrin's Epiphany, and then I'm creating those two one one birds. But I'm doing that for four mana, and then. If I run out of those, the 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 clock, the mystical clock, mm -hmm. keep doing that card's so good. Yeah, it'll it be is really good. Now, how that hasn't made its way into modern yet, or at least I pioneer to me is crazy because every time I've played that card in standard, it, it's almost. It's, I know you got to take a turn off for it. Yeah, and it can get you know there are cards that answer it like a okay and assassin's trophy. It's, it's a make good. or break card, but like that card, if it sticks, oh my god, that card's so yeah. crazy. Yeah, so it, good for, for my deck. It's got twofold though. You got one where it has the recursion, and two, if you can get the twelfth hour on there, you how you get rid of your hand, shuffle your deck, draw seven new cards. That with the Teferi's tutelage is just horrible. You know. Oh yeah, that's yeah. You're milling fourteen right there. Yeah, I mean, so and not to mention if you got two of those out, plus if you got uh, uh, Tefiri's legendary thing where it costs four, you draw an extra card whenever you draw an extra one besides your first. Anyway, I've got this mill thing going on cr like crazy. It's killing people, man. It's killing people. 
Well, yeah, if the old mating deck, if they don't have the cards to find, it's not that card's no good to them. That's correct. Same with, I don't know if you, if you talk about how to fight these decks. So, I, like, I would say quickly, if you're going to fight that deck, you either want to be really quick until they're low to the ground, or you want to have a counter spell ready to counter the old mating. But then they also play counter spells, so you normally need two, and then you're quite safe. But apply pressure early and then counter whatever comes. That's yes. how I always find it when I play against it. Moving on to historic, the top deck in historic this week is rogue and unclassified so we've talked about it a few times none of us know what the unclassified part is basically it's just a rogue deck but it's a five color rogue deck um peddler you play with rogue so you know it's a very powerful deck so there's rogues no can be very very good yeah so there's no surprise that it's powerful in historic now i play modern just like will so the top deck this week in modern is boros burn Mm -hmm. uh, uh, it's, it, it'll be it's it's it'll be Boris uh, prowess. Everyone's going to be trying out the new one drop that gets uh, plus two plus two for zero one. It's mm -hmm. uh, it's more of a prowess deck. It, 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 whatever site you, you got this from, I imagine it's they put it down as burn because that's what it would generically kind of come under having the X amount of the same spells. But I'm always certain it's going to be the because it's the new sets just come out. Everyone wants to get the new cards. Try the new cards out. I'm pretty. I'm almost certain Spiral Spike's been grinding it. Same with Doom, and they're doing well with it. So a lot of people are jumping on it, and it's quite obviously a quite cheap deck to get into if you're using Mana Traders or something like that. I agree. That deck is scary good. In Legacy, the top deck is Death and Taxes. So Same as last week. No change there. That's weird. I would, see, I would have. That's that's actually quite interesting. If you I think know. about it, the matter and how it's going, yeah. it might be taking advantage of people trying new decks with the new cards in. Because I know there's the there's a new deck which I might it might interest you guys with obviously like the, the whole commander and stuff is Jeweled Lotus. Yes, it's found its way now into Legacy, and they use the is it doubling season or something? Doubling season. Yeah, I've heard this. Yeah, and they generate mana that way, and they use the new. Um, metalcraft mechanic to cast like you know 20 spells and drain your opponent for 20 life and uh i've been i mean i haven't seen it go off yet but i know the the mad traders on right now that's legacy and i know a couple of people are doing well with that deck in that tournament so uh it, that might change and obviously death and taxes just punishes anyone that wants to try and have fun so yeah it makes sense that it's, it's number one and i'm and for, for, real fast here but before we move away from it the, the jeweled lotus loophole where, where it's where it can be used in legacy is jewel lotus says you can have three mana of any color and add it to your mana pool but you can only use it to cast your commander right so you wouldn't think it would work in legacy but, but doubling season that doubles the amount of mana in your mana pool and when it does that it lifts the restriction of the jeweled lotus so it's just six mana that you can use for anything for those who aren't aware of that how does it lift the rule though I have no clue. I just know it does. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a judge, sir. I do not know. Wow. Okay. I think, it, it, yeah, I'm not a judge either, but I'm pretty sure it's like it, it takes the free mana that you've got, but then it will convert it to its own ability. So free to then times it. So then it makes the actual, the other card is making the mana, not the jeweled lotus. Now it's uh, weird stacking mechanics, I'm sure. But yeah, right, I'm right. Not, not a judge. That's pretty cool to learn on this. I, I, I learned it here. I'm sure someone will be able to tell you and make sure they leave it in the comments below. Yeah, yes. there's, there's it's it's a different program. Let me see here. Uh, let us know in the, in the Cryptic Commander Facebook group, guys. There you go. <laughs> and moving on to top decks in Popper, 
We have mono black control. Again, I believe that's the same as last week, if I remember properly. Mm-hmm. Commander this week, the top deck would be Timna the Weaver has made its way to number one. Nice. And last but not least, top decks this week, Pioneer, Mono Black. Yeah, I myself, I'm a modern player, and I have to say, I, I love Mill there, too. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've I, always been a limited player. I love the just the unique skill set it takes in the limited environment, either in draft or sealed. And, and that, to me, has always been the, the purest way. But that, that's my personal opinion. This is my, the purest so, way to play Magic. I've got a good, a good question for you, because I'm, I, I actually, I'm a, a modern legacy Pioneer occasionally, sometimes pauper. Basically, constructed formats is my, my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, with the new, I do draft though. I draft on Arena because you know I, I as fun. much as I don't, I don't stream it or make much Arena content. I'd like to still, if that ever, you know, if they ever bring modern onto it, I want to. I don't want to be dropping hundreds and thousands on it. I'd rather just keep my collection tops up the whole time. Plus, it's right. on mobile now, so it's quite easy to do. But with the new, the new set um, and drafting it. What do you think about obviously the set itself? Great, draft it no, like all day long. I I'm fine with it. It's now they've added all these fancy special cards from you know other mm-hmm. basically trying to make historic better. Like people are having time walks and you know lightning it's, bolts, it's, things it's, like this. It's a very very fun limited environment because you just never know. But I just think me, I think the power level is just so off. You could obviously draft in is better than sealed. Sealed the power level is like black and white one person will just get up the insane and you'll have nothing in draft you've got more control over that but still if someone right. opens you know a time walk and a you know a lightning bolt and a brainstorm and all these like crazy cards and it's like my 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 standard set cards are not gonna keep up with these modern level cards especially oh, in a fun. limited format and right. you just get hosed if someone has them i'm just like oh cool i guess that's why yeah that's a good point because you, you you're like do I get this counter spell or do I get one of these other cards? That's not counter spells in the format. You know what I mean? Yeah. The counter spells yeah. in this draft format. And also manatize. You could be playing a mono white deck and get something countered. Yeah. It's, which in, when we've seen this sort of stuff before, it, you know what I mean? If it's um, like Legacy Remastered or Modern Horizons 2, all the cards are kind of the same level. Mm-hmm. But this is a standard set that has the most, well, not the most powerful, but, you know, powerful cards from older formats in it but yet in a draft set it, and i just think it, i feel like it's very often i play don't get me wrong i still play it still think it's great you should do it it's the best way to get build a collection on, on arena without spending money on it um and you know it's also enjoyable and the skill level involved in drafting i personally think is higher than you know constructed formats that but and i'm terrible at drafted it's not my it's my so- forte i can hold my own but it's i'm no you know ben stark or anyone like that that they are <laughs> next level good at magic it's a wizard made format historic is only for arena you know oh, yeah, yeah and they want to differentiate it between modern well do you think well this is going to go deep do you think that they're trying to kill off legacy and then once that's gone they're going to try and kill off uh, modern no. and have it all moved so over time like i don't know in wizards long spreadsheet they go right we're going to try and we're not going to print anything for legacy up to this point and then we're going to stop doing supporting modern up to this point or do you think you know and they're going to try and move everything to arena 
I, think, I don't think so because, you know, we've had people on the show like Sheldon Menry. And, um, you know, and I go back to that a few times because Sheldon said, you know, if, if my job is to only have, you know, a certain class of people play this game, then I'm not doing my job correctly, you know? So I don't think those formats are really going anywhere, you know? If anything, so, Wizard wants to, they want to appeal to all the formats. So when I, when I say, I, like, as in kill it off, I mean, as in, if we, you know, we have a GP every week, if we go back to normal, we don't know what the normal is going to be after COVID now. Oh, yeah. But there's not I mean, like, legacy. How many legacy GPs yeah. were there in a season? Oh, no. yeah, it's gone, dude. It's gone. Yeah. Like, are we going to get the support for these older formats? Obviously, I, I don't, I personally feel that they, they might be trying to push legacy out a little bit, or they're not trying to get newer people into that format. Especially with the prices of that's all what the it, cars just going crazy. That's that's exactly what it is. I mean, when we when we come to a point where we know these cards, you have to have at least a thousand dollars in your pocket just to get a few of them. You know, that's to the point where it's got to be a cutoff. If that makes sense, you know. Um, yes, these cards are really really expensive. the The older cards are really really super expensive. The other day, I, I found a card that was a land in my bulk collection that was like uh, $367 or something, okay? Some of these old cards are worth a lot of money. So to get somebody new that doesn't know about Magic into this format, it's going to be some rough stuff, you know? Players know it. The creators know it. Research and development knows it. Um, that's just rough stuff. Me and John have had this discussion several times, and I'm always on the opposite end of the of the opposite side of the fence. Where I feel that if you know if you're just getting into Magic, we, you wouldn't want to be in Legacy anyway. Now that's why Standard exists. That's why Draft exists in Pioneer. And if you want to like play with older cards, Pioneer and Modern and Pauper, you know, for for to build budget decks. I feel like they have a very good nest, and they have spread out the where you are financially so if you you know if you want to just build a budget deck and have some fun you can play popper if you just don't feel like getting the cards but you feel like playing magic you can you can draft and if you know you're you know like like a, like an older person that's more well established and you want to spend the money on the expensive cards that's, guess right go in the vintage so I, I think it's a very or legacy it's it's a very even playing field and i i, I don't see the issue with that well if, if, if Wizard, if his question is, do you think Wizards is going to try and push that away from the uh, sanctioned events or the GPs, you know, stuff like that? Um, you, you already see, saw it with Modern. You know, they took Modern away for a while, and I thought it was never coming back. And I'm a big fan of Modern, one of my yeah. favorite formats. So for them to come back on the tour with Modern, it made my day. You know, that year I was just so happy to hear that. I was, I was devastated. When I qualified for the Pro Tour, it, it used to be if you qualified, like if the season was modern, the Pro Tour would be modern. Right. If the season was standard, the Pro Tour was standard. And I qualified in a modern event and, and went standard. and it was a standard event. And I was like, oh, man. I was, I was, I was pretty upset about it. But Well, not, not super upset. Obviously, I was quite happy I got on the BT. But the, <laughs> um, yeah. the, the format, I was like, oh, I've got to play standard. Okay, sure. Well, I'll do what I have to, but it was more of a, you know, the experience was just... It also might kind of, like, be objectively that maybe they are getting away from those over formats, but it's also because, remember, 2020 was, the, they they called it the year of Commander, so they put a lot more focus into the Commander. 
So it just, we just haven't seen as much product introduction for over a year now, because last year where they really focused on commanders, so they might do the same thing. I mean, we have Modern Horizons 2 coming up, so maybe this is the year that they're really going to focus on Modern as a format. And then, you know, maybe they'll do some stuff with it that are more legacy-friendly in the next year. You know what I mean? Maybe they're just using, using like, these year blocks to kind of pick up a format and give it time to settle within those next two years while they're focusing on other car- on cards for other formats. I'm quite worried about Modern Horizons too. I don't know about you, but I am I thrilled. Feel like, I can't wait. <laughs> oh, it, like don't worry, I can't wait for a, a, a full modern set again. Like, like you know, it's awesome. But I also feel like they they've not got the best testing team at the minute, <laughs> and they're just going to break <laughs> the format again. <laughs> like the, the whole Euro format with Field of the Dead was the most, not the most miserable, but it was up there with like Eldrazi Winter and all these like, you know, the the Hodak. Uh, sort of meta it was just like oh cool if you're not playing this deck you're you're playing a suboptimal deck mm-hmm. and i feel that, like that's the fire design yeah it's it's all gonna that, i kind of hope they've design. got it level and balanced but i'm they, they are gonna breath. push incredibly powerful cards into modern horizons too and if they need to be banned they will ban them that okay. it's wow. that's what's good that is what's gonna happen with they're printing fetch lands at rare rare okay but that's a good that's also that's good though because that's like People wanting to get into one and taking that step mm. from you know going to the F and M's to wanting to step. Like I don't know about your F and M's. My F and M's will not touch standard. They will never play it. All my F and M's are either draft or modern. Occasionally they might throw in now a pioneer. Now um, obviously when COVID starts getting lifted, they might randomly do a pauper. But nine ten times it's it's modern because that's the format that people. Re- you know you don't have to spend hundred dollars plus every three months when a new set comes out on your deck you you buy the deck and nine or ten times it's gonna it's not gonna change or get banned well mm. it more maybe different in more recent years you want to pimp it but, out like, more or less yeah, well you know what i mean if you if you bought into um let's just go like jund if you buy into jund you there's a pretty good chance your deck's not going to get banned they're not going to ban liliana they're not going to ban bbe again because you know, remember when BBE was banned and Uro was, yeah. So, you know, th- you can kind of go to these decks and you're not going to, once you bought it, you've got it. You can now start playing modern instead of with standard, especially with Arena. The meta game just changes so quickly, almost daily from like some of the top Arena streamers. Just, okay, this deck's the best today. So we'll play this one because it attacks that one better. And it, it it's crazy how quickly the meta changes where it used to be just weekly. Okay, what's SCG? SCG standard, and then okay, right, that's the top deck. Cool, everyone will play that for a couple of weeks, and then the next SCG at standard, it'll come on, and then you'll see the next deck. And that's it was like a two or three week standard because people really didn't take any results from MTGO really, and arena wasn't a thing. Now it's if a, if a deck wins a PT on the on the the Saturday by Sunday, this decks are, are crushing it in in the ladder, yeah. and it's it's so quick and so progressive. And then I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing because it kind of just plateaus. Then you know. It's in almost no time at all you find the best deck, if you know, quote in quotes, if there is a best deck. Right. But you mm. find like the best deck and then the second best deck and it, it folds, it, you know, it flocks down. The deck builders, it's a paradise. They're like, cool, if that's the best deck, I'm going to try and build decks to beat that deck. It's going to be pretty hard for you to do, but some people do it. Like, look at Spire and Spike, just the absolute wizard of modern. It just finds a deck, an idea for a deck, builds it, play tests it, streams it, and then. You know, everyone's now playing his deck because his deck's great, and he puts loads of time into it. Right. No, I mean, it just makes sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that's the. 
All right, so this week on Movers and Shakers, uh, starting at the bottom, we have Teferi, Master of Time, clocking in at $10, which has been a gradual decline over the past couple months, actually. He's actually at uh, historic lows right now for Teferi. I love that card. I've got one. I want three more of it. He's a great card. Really, for really. $10, cool. it's definitely worth picking up. Like You can play this in multiple formats. Obviously, in, yeah. if you play against eight people in Commander, this is going to ultimate on your next turn. You know I mean? You're yeah. going to up every turn. It, it's it's yeah. sick. It yeah. also protects itself, which means you know, it, it's it's viable in other formats. I've seen people play it in modern. Problem is in modern, it's competing against Jace. Yeah. And obviously Jace is king. Maybe the best Planeswalker ever printed. I saw something on the Facebook the other day where somebody said, Jace the Mind Sculptor, best in the format. Uh, I guess modern. And then now they got one underneath it where it's like, you know, hold my beer and it's a nickel bolus. <laughs> flip one from uh more of the spark oh the the okay you wish for that that one's uh, better i mean i face nah, my sculptor's the boogeyman for a reason you know jace is just jace is just jace. yeah it's, it's a spectacular it's, card yeah it really is a good card and that's i remember, when it, was, I remember when it was standard same here same here but time, right, so. extra time though i love this card go ahead all right so next on the list we have remand uh, most recently printed uh, with Time Spiral Remastered in the time shifted slot at $6.09, $6.09. And that is, again, on the decline, reaching historic lows. Then we have Rings of Bright Hearth at 5.33, which has been holding pretty steady there. It had a very dramatic drop from over $30 when it was first came out with uh, Commander Legends. But it's, it's hovering right up at that $5 mark now. Now, uh, on the upturn, we have number three, Phyrexian Devourer, $30.99. That's a 25% increase. And then we have Steely Resolve coming in at number two, which is now at $25.99, up 41%. And top dog this week is going to be Life Gift. $16.99. That is up 721%. And this is actually a card I had never heard of until uh, I, I'm looking at it right now from uh, Betrayers of Kamigawa. What do you guys, uh, do you guys know anything about Life Gift? No. I'm trying to work out why, why it would have spiked. Well, here, I'll, I'll, I'll read the, uh, the, the goods of the card. So it's uh, two generic and green, uh, rare enchantment. Whenever land comes into play, you may gain one life. Huh. It doesn't say under your control. <laughs> exactly. Whenever a land comes into play, so it's any land. And we know, too, with not any sanctioned events going on or no GPs going on, that Commander really is holding the reins on these prices. Oh, yeah. It's, it's you the most popular, and for shops, that's what they make their money from, really, <laughs> is, is Commander players. So I think this one right here is going into a bunch of Commander decks. I've never heard of it myself. Um I don't think it's got a home in my deck, but good card. I like it. Mm. The fact that it moved up this much it makes it number one this week. I feel like it must. Have, there must be a card that combos with this. I we don't know what it is. Anything to do with Kamigawa because they have some cards in there that whenever you gain a life, it will trigger the new meta, uh, meta, metalcraft mechanic. So, you know, I know some of the green black cards in that have this ability when you gain life it triggers the metal craft so maybe this has got something to do with that it's saying that the card plays really well in the witherbloom life gain decks so with the all the new wither 
bloom cards that are gaining life and stuff like that. And, and get benefits from the creatures get benefits when you gain life. So this might that, that, be that's the one in this... the Lotus Bloom deck that we were talking about. Then this might be one of the key pieces of that, right? And also Valentin, Dean of the Vein. Yes, which is a very strong card. I did draft that card. It's a great card. I haven't had a chance to play with it yet. Great card in limited. But that is this week's movers and shakers, gentlemen. Movers and shakers, moving and shaking, moving and shaking it up. Peddler, you got some stuff this week for secret uh, layers. Yeah, big news on the secret layers. This is all, all that I am about to talk about is going to go on sale Monday. I believe it's noon Eastern Standard Time. So we have a basically a super drop on our hands here. So the first uh, corner of it, I'm going to say, is it's called "Our Show Is on Friday." Can you make it? And this is kind of like old school like band posters and it has cards like nature's lore wrath of god gamble in it there, there's some pretty strong cards in there and they all have like this kind of like vintage kind of like 70s bubbly art it's pretty it's pretty cool looking i like it and i yeah, believe that I is like available i think that's available in foil and non-foil i should probably check no it's just non-foil looks I like think it's, i think it's just non-foil just really, personally, I wish they just released prints of them. I would happily have like, those like actual movie posters. Yeah, like, yeah, that, that would be really cool. Like, yeah. I think that'd be pretty sweet. Even a T-shirt would be pretty cool. You know what I mean? I think yeah. my favorite's Nature's Lore. I'm a big fan of that Big Owl. But with a company like this, printing cards is what they do. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, well if, if speaking of print, and I hope you guys like text. Yeah. They they have full text lands because. Everyone loves full art cards, so why wouldn't we love full text cards? It is literally just five basic lands. There is no art on these cards. It is, it just says planes on the very top, and then it has an, an entire rest of the card is just the rules text of what a basic land is and how it functions. It's funny. Being <laughs> dyslexic it is my worst nightmare reading these cards. I'm like, is, uh, you know, I get like two, two or three words in, and I'm just like, nah, I give up now. I know it's a planes. It's fine. I understand. I my, my sister's got dyslexia. And uh, I sat here and I read it to her, though. She doesn't know about magic. She used to play a long time ago, like in 93. And when I played a pacifism on her, she said, that's it. I'm done with this game. Over <laughs> pacifism. Just up the bat. Yeah, over a pacifism. Anyway, so I said, Amanda, Amanda, check this out. I'm going to read this to you. And I start reading the, the planes card to her, you know. And mm -hmm. she goes, she waits till I got done because she gave me that respect. And she said, isn't that just like a regular land? <laughs> and that's somebody who doesn't even know the game, guys. You're like, no, it's a really expensive regular land. Man. And of course, of course, I have to buy this this secret layer product now because I need those basic lands for my collection. So it's I'm thrilled. Shit. You know what? You know what's going on here? Wizards knows that you're collecting basic land. They're like, eh, all we gotta do uh, is uh, basic lands. They, 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 they got me. They know. Peddler's they got me. Peddler will buy it. No, I so, mean this was a joke a few years ago. I thought it was a joke when I looked at it. Yeah, everyone did. It went all over Twitter, like, oh, yeah, cool meme cards, wizards, yeah, being funny, yeah. trying to get a joke out again. And everyone's like, like no, yeah. we're, we're actually selling these. Like, so you you uh, know what I'm talking about, Will. This is a very old joke. Some people don't even know this is an old joke. But for them to actually print the card, it makes me want my island copy. It really does. It makes me want to copy that island. It's insane. And that is available in foil and non-foil, too, by the way, for those. And they come in tens, right? It's not no. just for one. It's no, 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 no. You, you, can buy, you, you can buy just one. They, they are selling a bulk of times 10 of them, too. So if you oh, want really? your entire land base to be 
that yes, you can get your entire land base to be those cards. Well, when the joke first thing. came out, they 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 made the joke that Wizard says they banned islands. Islands are now banned, and they have this card, and it didn't say island on it; it had a different name, and they made it mythic rare, with the full text of what an island does. <laughs> so they said that's funny. Forty dollars for this mythic rare. How many are you going to want in your deck? You know, so this was a joke that Wizards banned island. This is going to replace the island. What do you guys think? You know, and I remember, I, I remember having a big laugh at it. Like, come on, there's just no way this is. It, it almost hits close to home with how deep are your wallets? You know, <laughs> you know. Well, that, this is what we're in at the minute, isn't it? With uh, like, it seems like it's a secret layer where we're set every week at the minute. It's it's it crazy. It does seem like on this weekly podcast, we talk about it every week. <laughs> I mean, as a content creator, I love it because it's, it means I always have something to look forward to, like we're just right. a couple of weeks away. Yeah. But I mean, I, I have dropped obscene amount of, amounts of money on Modern Horizons 2. I don't even, I'm not even going to care to mention how much it is, but I'm very excited about it. So I am part of the machine. So moving along, the next one is going to be Showcase Strixhaven. This is a bunch of... Uh, this is a bunch of cards that are done in the Mystical Archive art treatment. So it's going to be Fire Covenant, Fractured Identity, Fracturing Giant, All is Dust, Artifact Mutation, and Drown in the Lock. No Faithless Looting? No Faithless Looting. I love the artwork on Drown in the Lock. This one, this new one. Oh, it's really cool. I, I fully agree. But everyone knows the artwork on these are cool. Also, the ones that we're getting at the minute, have you noticed that the, like, all these fancy lightning bolts and time walks and you know keep going on yeah uh they're, they're not very expensive you can pick them up dirt cheap really and that's because so many people are opening collectors uh packs at oh, them to try and get yeah. the fancy mm -hmm. japanese ones Got there's it. so many of these being opened also there's one of them in every booster from the set right so the the, the demand for them is nowhere near as high as what's getting open so you can pick the really nice play sets up with these cards really cheap at the minute oh yeah the, the, like, the, the mythic rare mythic rare channel He's going for 33 cents. What? It's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. It's what? crazy. <laughs> it's I'm a 33 cent mythic. What? This is a good way of them to bring in down the price of cards, guys. Oh, yeah. Which is great for people that don't have them. If people do have them and we see their, their cards start tanking, it's uh, it's that weird balance, right? Where who are you going to try and appeal to more? The new players, old players, people in the middle that don't have it, people that join later. It's, I wouldn't want to have this job at Wizards, basically. So the last part of this super drop is is the Shocklands. Now they're set they're setting it up in the shards of Alara shards uh, colorations. So you're going to have uh, all three Shocklands that correlate with Bant, Esper, Grixis, Grixis, Grixis. That, that's a hard that's a hard one. Grixis. There we go. Jund and uh, Naya. Naya is the last one. So it's going to be three Shocklands for each of the three colors. That's shocking. Yeah, it's it's cool, and then and then of course you're gonna have like you know your random bundles and mixed matches and stuff like that, and all of them. So that's pretty. And it, so there's a lot coming out. This, like I said, this is all gonna be available for purchase Monday noon Eastern time, I believe it is. They're also doing bundles on that again, aren't they? So where we said whether you yep. can get the ten of the basics at reduced price, you can buy one of every one of these as well for a reduced price. So you don't have to you know think it's thirty dollars per box. I think it works out at like. 20 or 25 or something like that yeah the super shock bundle is 120 right now they're american that they have it going for usd oh that's not 180 dollars you get a playset. that's not bad mm -hmm. with no msrp and i will say this each individual shard has one shock land with unique art i believe 
making yeah. making it more appealing to get all of them. They know what they're doing. They're one. They know what they're doing. They're one eighty right now, but with no MSRP, it could go to three hundred. Well, no, no, no. These are set pricings. For, all, for when you if you buy directly from Wizards, oh, the secret layers are set prices. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're no, we're still talking secret layers here. Got it. Can you guys name a secret layer that's come out that's now cheaper than when it first was released? Yeah, uh, the uh, the one with um, uh, Squire. Isn't Happy Yargle Day cheaper too? I think so. Is that two? I, I bought a load of the. Um, I'm not, I don't buy many secret layers, by the way. I've only ever bought one. It was the 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 last one that was done by the the art was done by Lacuna Coil, and uh, mm-hmm. it's like the, the rock ones where you had like Assassin's Trophy and stuff like that. Yes, those are the metal ones. Cool. And I, I got them, and like the price of them, that's just it's like almost tripled. It was like what? How is card? What? what? My friend was telling me because I've got obviously I bought four of them because I wanted to place it of each because I'm greedy, and he was like, yeah, the price of them is just shooting up. I was like, oh, wow, maybe I uh, maybe I should be sitting on these. And, because they're awesome. That's why. Those yeah, are yeah really exactly. Cool they're just really cool, aren't they? Yeah, you know I haven't bought any of them, but I think a lot of them are going to be, if you don't open them, they're going to be worth a lot of money. Well, that... Go ahead, um, go ahead. I was going to say, you could always try, uh, like, try and win one on my stream. Yeah. There you go. There you go. I've got, I've got two left to give away. Uh, unfortunately, though, it's not all good and happy news from the Secret Lair department. So, if you pre-ordered the Valentine's Day 2021 Secret Lair... You may have received an email from Wizards. That drop is missing. Helioid, the Sun Crown. They just forgot to put them in. So the sealed product is not is going to be missing one of the secret lair cards. What are they going to do to make up for it? They they are doing an emergency printing of Helioid, and they're going to send them out with an extra Goblin token, and also uh, you get a coupon code for twenty dollars off your next secret lair order. <sighs> you know so the thing I've got with that, right? So yeah, okay, they messed up. So they they're going to compensate people for it uh, and make make right for it. But so is that again is going to annoy some people? Some people just want to sit on products. You know what I mean? Collectors will never touch that box. But now that box it, is not going to have a token in it, which might make it more rare because it's you know it's like a, almost like a miscut, right? Right. Right. And do you remember when the very I think it was the very first ever secret layer that came out, and then like so many people ordered it and they couldn't fulfill all the orders. So they went, well, if you, if you didn't manage to get one of the secret layers, we're going to send you uh, uncut foil sheets of uh, uh, War of the Spark. And, mm. you know, then obviously loads of people started getting loads of War of the Spark sent to them. Yeah. But the GP before that, I grinded for three days to, to get points to win a foil uncut sheet of um, War of the Spark. And I, I managed to cash it in and get an uncut. I was like, this is going to be a really cool one to have. It's got all the planeswalkers on it. It's, you know, it's, it's rare and mythic sheet. This is going to be sick. It's going to be really good. And then, like, you know, like three weeks later, Wizards just go, <laughs> every, yeah, every, oh. everyone's getting one. They were like, Limin, uh, Oprah, just like, you get one and you, you get, get one. one. Yeah, I was just like, one. all right. <laughs> so I didn't need to spend all that money to get there, travel, eat, food, hotel, play in every event over the weekend. I could have just ordered something online, not got it, got my money back and got the free sheet. I was like, God. There's a, yeah. <laughs> there's a commercial over here in the, in the states right now where they're they're doing exercise or something. The guy goes and free and free and free and free and free and free. So it just everything is free, you know. I will say that Wizards is trying to make it right, but I feel bad for the people that want that like to have those things sealed because, like, you'll you'll never have a perfect sealed secret lair collection. 
there will always be that one helioid just sitting there in that little cellophane wrapper. <laughs> That's probably it is that, it is that, I'm, not, I'm like I have like my, my index finger and my thumb, and I'm just like waving it back and forth. Like this is my helioid out of the car. Can you imagine somebody working in a car store thirty years from now going, "Oh yeah, but what we have here is this"? <laughs> you know? Can you imagine? Imagine that? if you look just look inside, and yours is the one that like the very first line that we're like you know it's like 10 that actually have the helioid in you just like okay that's just that's worth a lot of money but then if you collect if you're trying to make money from mtg you probably shouldn't be playing mtg you probably should be buying secret layers <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> okay um now if, if anybody's tuning in and they're hearing you for the first time will how would they go about finding you all right they need to go get a cup of tea because this is going to be long so my main platform that i i you'd find me on would be twitch where i stream four to five times a week normally modern content and uh, i get a lot of viewers from the, from america watching me over the like you know while they're at work or over lunch etc because i start around about 6 p.m in the uk so that's gmt time and that's normally when you guys are like you know just starting work or mid work depending on which coast you're on um and yeah i do a lot of i say i stream a lot on there i do a lot of a lot of my giveaways happen on there as well uh, I also have a YouTube channel, which I upload all my content to, plus extra little things like I do vlogs and different giveaways where I try and tailor, which I'll send towards you guys. I, I do nice things for people where I've done anything from buying uh, a young lad that was getting bullied on the internet, a full streaming setup, to buying a shop owner who had his shop washed away in the Philippines, uh, sending him over 300 decks to, to get his community off, off the ground and going again. Um, I do so much more i do obviously i i, I do i've got a lot, of, a lot planned on there basically for giveaways where at gps and stuff i've got boxes of like modern master 17 just sat up in my loft that's the good one for anyone who doesn't know that's the one that had liliana snap gases fetch lands time of like the really good modern set i've got an idea of getting eight people to all put their hand on a box and the last one to take it off gets to keep the box and i'm just going to record it and make them do silly things while they do it and that's the sort of content that you'd see on my youtube um i've just started a tiktok i know i'm 35 with a tiktok probably a midlife crisis but it's genuine i don't know if you guys are on tiktok uh, <laughs> i am or, not because uh, i'm 40 so honestly you know being a content creator and you know people on the internet like to be angry at everything in the world genuinely tiktok is the nicest mtg community i've ever even like come across by a long shot really? everyone on there is so nice so supportive there's no one's like being mean to each other slagging each other off or just being toxic at all on that platform which is oh you know on the other flip side that is the opposite to reddit my experience with reddit is very bad i just people on there just seem to want to hate the world and everyone on it it's just a place cool. to moan where tiktok is I know insane what was thinking. i know what pet was thinking kids say the darndest thing <laughs> they do the darndest things I'm just going off of what you said. You know, I'm 40. I don't, you should, I don't watch TikTok. You should yet. get it. Honestly, it's, it is a lot of fun. It's like, you know, sec videos are from anything from like nine seconds to a minute long. And I, I tried to use TikTok at the minute because I'm trying to, we're going to talk about this later on, but I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll talk about it more in depth later on. But I'm trying to talk, trade a basic island all the way up to a black lotus so I can then give away the black lotus. And that's going really well. And you can watch all the, like, the short videos, which are obviously about 30 seconds long. Um, on the TikTok, I also have a Twitter where I give away a lot of free pizzas. <laughs> um, almost weekly, I give away a free pizza, and I, you know, I'm a very uh, meme-based person on there. Like I'm not afraid to show my personality. Um, 
what else do I join? I've got Twitter. I've got, I've got one of the best Discord you'll you'll ever see. It's in, it's it's so pleasing for me to just be a random person on the internet trying to do the same thing that thousands of other people are trying to do. Yet somehow I've managed to build this insane community in Discord of just you know other people with the same interests. Everyone looks out for each other. We have other content creators in there that all post the links. You know we've got channels for everything like that. It's basically MTG Star Wars and you know, everyone's slating me for just the dumb things with them decks I play, but it's uh, it's it's really cool. And when I, you know, when time comes when I say we 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 raised a lot of money and all came together for causes in need, like the kid that was getting bullied or the the shop that lost everything. The communities, it's it's crazy, insane that that community. I don't, I think, I'm pretty sure that's everything. I don't, I'm sure I'm missing one, but that's the the main place. I don't do Facebook. I kind of use that as my own like my own personal uh, way away from the, the, the stream and the brand. I just have that as me and if anyone. Right. If, One to separate it from the rest. Yeah, right. I do. Like, you know, I have people that from the stream or other people that I talk to, I have on there, like, you know, obviously like a squad chief, et cetera. But uh, yeah, be warned, my profile picture is me naked. So, you know, <laughs> being in the military, so- being naked, it comes hand in hand. It's, it sounds a lot more noble than me. I'm just like, I open packs. That's what I do. Well, I, I I try to. So every penny I make from from content creating, if that's YouTube, not that I really get paychecks on that, but I get you know Twitter, uh, not Twitter, tw- uh, Twitch. I, I obviously get a nice uh, payout, even though I'm only affiliate. I'm kind of on that borderline at the minute. I'm really close to being able to apply for partner. I'm at like seventy four average viewers. And you need to hit seventy five. It's I'm really, I never thought I'd be able to get there because I have a full-time job in the military and there's only set hours that I can stream. And when I stream is when the big modern streamers are streaming, like Gab Nassif, uh, Doomwake, Fran, Squad Chief, Yamakilla, Aspiring Spike, all these huge streamers stream at that time. So we're kind of, as you said, fighting for viewers. So it's very hard to try and push through in that gap. But for somehow it's, it's working for me. Uh, it's probably got something to do with the fact that I use all the money I make from content creating to buy product to then give away. I've given away in the last month. Um, f- well, let's go a, a box of Time Spiral Remastered, three boxes of uh, Kalaheim, two secret layers of the rock version, and about six pizzas. Uh, plus, I, I have other little things I do, but nothing like super worth, worth mentioning. But that's what I've given away in the last month. And that's all from Twitter. Uh, I keep saying Twitter, from Twitch, where... Uh, if, if people don't know what happens on Twitch, you can get things called hype trains, which means when certain people either use their Amazon Prime or they want to gift a sub or bits, which is basically that one bit is one cent, uh, a way to like almost tip the streamer. Once you get three of them in the space of five minutes, a hype train will start, which is this like little interactive thing. And every time one of them starts, uh, it can go up to five different levels. You can like complete each level. And that's what all the chat are the only ones that do that by, you know, the generosity of wanting to support the stream and the stream. Once, depending on what level that gets to, depends on what the prize is that we do the giveaway for. So, like, it can be anything from an MTGO chest, which, again, in itself, you could open a full set, a full full set on MTGO. We've opened cards into, like, the $50, $60, $70 range, and, that I, you know, I've got no gripes just to give that to whoever wins the, the giveaway. Uh, and we've gone all the way up to, you know, boxes uh of secret lair or boxes of callaheim just again cool 
we, we always have the prize on the line before we go so everyone knows what they're playing for and you can only ever do a hype train if you're in the stream so if there's only say 20 people there it's you've got a one in 20 chance of doing it and it's all completely randomly done through a, a secondary game called marbles i don't know if you two are aware of, of what marbles is i'm not it's it's a it's a really cool game if you're a streamer that interacts with chat and all it does is they have to type something in into the stream channel and they randomly get a ball generated a marble and the marbles will all drop at the same time and they'll go through an, an obstacle course and then whoever wins the obstacle course will get the prize and also the way i do it so you know people don't just think oh whoever comes first gets everything you get points every time you know depending on what place you finish and at the end of the month i do a invite only for the top 12 people of that month to all again play for a box so that that's, that's how i cool. do it so, you know I, I, i'd never want to keep a penny that i make from streaming or content creating because i have a day job i don't need or want this money but i want to give back to everyone i can and help people in need like if someone lost any a, a commander deck i've bought someone a complete new commander deck could that they you know they lost or had stolen um and i think that's the hardest bit for me to to be able to help and give back is finding the people that need help and that like legitimately need help not just someone goes oh i need a you know i need four foil force of wills because then my deck <laughs> will look really cool no it's you know or like especially care workers i'm trying at the minute find care workers that works all through covid and have not batted an eyelid you know what i mean like they, they, mm. they've done an absolute insane job for the over the last year and i know they get a lot of, of uh, you know support we in the uk we trying to you know we were clapping outside our houses every thursday just i saw that actually I, was, I saw that on the news just, i thought that was beautiful but like clapping is a good way to show respect like they understand that that's what we do but if one of them plays edh or wanted to get into magic or hasn't had the time and now it's easy and they want to play it. That's the sort of person I want to try and just reward. It doesn't have to be helping, just reward someone for doing a good job. And that's what like, I say in my Discord. I'm like, if you if anyone ever does anything good or sees anyone need, let me know. Like I will just buy people random pizzas. One person was say, oh, I've lost all this weight. Um, I'm doing a half marathon. Uh, or I've just I've just done a half marathon. He said, I've just done a half marathon. I've lost uh, you know all this weight. And I went, oh, so that, that's really good. I went, if you do another half marathon in the ne- within the next month, I'll buy you a pizza. And he just went, cool, yeah, I'll, I'll take you up on that. And posted me a picture of them completing another half marathon. I was like, sweet, there you go, there's your pizza. And that, it doesn't matter where in the world you are, I will buy you a pizza uh, <laughs> or do something nice for you in the world. Like money is no will never hold me back from helping someone except for, you know, obviously someone goes, oh, I, I need four black lotuses. You know what I mean? That's, that's not going to happen, but things within my power to do. Well, I will, I'll never let like shipping come between giving someone or, or helping someone out in that way. Um, I'm not sure how it's going to work. If I ever get to this black Lotus, that I'm trying to trade for, because <laughs> I don't know if I have to pay tax if I give that away, but I'm sure I'll work a way around it. It's uh, it's going to be, Everything and, and that's another thing. Posi- I'm always, I'm very positive. I will get to a black Lotus. I don't know when, but I'm, I'm very positive. The amount of people that we, I've got around me that watch me, that support me, that want to see this, this actually happen. Cause a lot of people who come to me with the trades are saying that they just want to see it happen. They're like, this is, this looks insane. And I haven't told anyone on the, in the small videos that I make first, I'm actually giving it away. We're really skipping here. Right. We're going to talk about this later on, but uh, we'll go into it in more detail, but yeah, I, I want to be the, guy that gives away a black lotus that's so cool that is cool man i reckon it'd be cool like you know it, 
one, it would be good for obviously the brand and the stream. And two, I can, I would always be able to say I'm that guy that gave away a Black Lotus or traded one, traded up to a Black Lotus in itself is a good feat, but then giving it away, that's, uh, I'm a man, a man of my word. I will 100% give away everything I ever make. You want to um, have, so when I, for, it, it, I'm fully accepting that I'm dyslexic, I, I don't see it as a burden. I think I no, see it as like a funny thing. I, I am only and, teasing. I'm oh no 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 yeah but, like, some people would they would you know like uh especially in like it's weird that in our in in mtg obviously we kind of attract the not uh, i don't know how to word this but i'm going to say it and then if you take offense i'm I, i'm fully apologetic to it but if you are the almost social outcast you know what I mean? we don't get like what you'd call jocks and people like that really go gravitating towards our game yeah, kind of now in more modern times, it's you know very acceptable to become a geek, quote unquote. Nerds and geeks, um, yeah. Nerds and geeks, yeah. Like these things were weren't really accepted back in the day. And our out was to go to you know the the, the school clubs and local game stores and play these little geeky card games. And now it's getting more mainstream, which is obviously awesome. But we still get these 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 type of people in, and people, you know, if I'm so against bullying, it is unreal, and I hate that, and I always try and. Like bring people out of their shell and very talkative as you you know anyone that's listened so far would know i love the sound of my own voice clearly um but i it was never like that i i was the kid that got bullied in school and all the way up and then now i'm 35 and i've been in the you know the royal marines for 15 years i've been to war i've done all this this crazy shenanigans that people in the shell you know they find it hard to come out but this is I've never let the dyslexia hold me back. It's never been a thing. And I don't know how this is all stemmed from the fact that I was about to say that if you come into my stream, normally people don't have the, you know, an easy name as the, 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 the Twitch tag. It's normally, you know, the cryptic commander. Silver, <laughs> well, that, that, I, I can read cryptic commander, but if it's like, I don't know, silver Lotus 972 G yeah. and then I, you know, in my head, I don't break it down into, the, those little parts. So, so I try saying it, and it's the funniest thing watching me try to say people's <laughs> names when they join the chat. I'm like, "Hey, the big good," and then I'll make a random name up for you. I'll be like, "Oh yeah, hey Lotus, yeah, hey, welcome back." And it's like a, people love it in my stream because they just see this like weird cringe moment where I'm like, "Yep, I can't read that." So now I've well, got to make a name up for it. Let's put it, let's put it this way too. I mean, I I do not have dyslexia. I, I, I stumble over so many of these magic card names in my, whenever I'm opening a box half the time. I'm like, what? What, what is this word? Like, yeah. ma ma magic cards in themselves are just hard to pronounce sometimes. Like, look at me. Like, I, I stumbled all over Grizzix. I couldn't get Grizzix. Gr I still can't get it out of my face. Grixis. Grixis. He, he's one of these guys where you're like, look at that. Look what I got. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this one. This is, this is the card. I got this. Good. Moving on. You'll, def you'll hear me describing cards more than naming the cards and i'm saying with that with, with, with people i think it's a an actual trait of dyslexia as well is that i will describe places and objects than the names of that place or object i'll be like oh yeah, yeah. so you got to where the, the you know the milk bottle towers and you're left at the post box keep going straight down that road and you go past the cat shop on the way you know and that, i'll describe things like that to you visually then go oh yeah you need to go down you know steve road down to jobs <laughs> lane and you know I, and um same with magic cards. I'll go to you. Oh yeah, it's you know free free red tap. Do six damage to type creature for four four. Yeah, and I describe things that way. Which you know everyone's got their strengths and weaknesses. Basically, don't let it ever hold you back. Is what I'm trying to say. If you're listening to this, don't no. Don't be I, I, I hear what you're saying because growing up in my schools, they gave me a label of behavior disorder, 
And not too many people know this. So when I come across an individual and they tell me, well, I've got dyslexia, I've got ADHD, I've got this, I've got that. It's like, look, I've got issues too, but do you think, do you you hear me going around telling everybody, you know? And they're like, no. And it's like, cool, because I don't use it as an excuse. You know what I'm saying? My, My behavior disorder. My sister's got dyslexia. So if anybody understands where you're coming from, I understand where you're coming from. It's almost like if somebody's colorblind. So unless you're going through it, it's really hard to understand it. Yeah. But very you know, I, I try and turn all, all negatives into, into a positive. I know that's a very cliche thing to say, but it really, it really is. Like if, it, if something bad happens and you can make good from it, I, I always try to do it. Uh, and I actually got a really good example of that is in. So obviously with content creating, sometimes it's a hit, sometimes it's a miss. And I don't know if you remember, there was a, a trend that went around on Twitter called MTG Goth Girl Squad, where lots of content creators dressed as, as gothic, dressed gothic, and had a, took a photo and used the hashtag. And you know, they're not genuinely gothic. They're normally, you know, whatever they want to, to dress like and stuff. It was just like a, a nice photo thing. So I did a little video about how to become an MTG Goth Girl. And it was all like, it was quite funny being a guy like, putting white makeup on and then panda eyes and then black lipstick, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> and it's like a 40 second long video. Again, you can watch it on YouTube. And I got so much hate for this, uh, this video. It was, it was like next level. Like my, my DMs were full. I was getting tagged in left, right and center. And I was getting called every name under the sun. And if you watch it, like you'll see it is obviously done in humor, light heart. I'm not, saying anything nasty i'm not doing anything nasty i'm literally just a guy putting on gothic makeup and just, just saying, hurting yourself up a little bit well you know what i mean well I, I can i can move on to that like if i've got some basically what i uh, i did is i turned that then into a positive so now on my stream we have a character called goth will where if you cash in so many channel points i will do a stream as goth will and read more recently basically i'll do anything for chat because they're the people that make me want to do it every day, is they now want to see an e-girl will. So they've just bought me an e-girl wig. And um, so now there's a channel point reward, which they're all desperately trying to clamber forward to get me to do, is to uh, to stream as an e-girl with the, <laughs> you know, the full wig and makeup and everything. Like, I don't go half... I'm not trying to think of the nice word. I don't go half measures here. I'll go full blown into whatever <laughs> i put myself into it's uh it's insane but yeah that was that was a negative thing mainly because uh some cosplayer got upset that i dressed like a, a girl or something i don't know and basically all the people that follow her kind of jumped on me and i was again i just took it as a positive like you know what i mean okay i understand that you guys don't like it is don't you don't need to watch it it's youtube you just click off it but yeah. the, you know the weird culture we're in at the minute that's not how everything happens people like to you know, I, I don't want to go the, the talk about that side of things in, in the community, but you know, some sides of, of, of Twitter and other social platforms try to stop people from having fun, let's say. Mm. So I, I, I try and keep away myself away from that, but I won't ever stop myself being me or doing stuff that I want to do or find funny. Cause that's what I really do. So I make things I think are funny and if people like it, they'll stick around. And if they don't, then you know that, that's cool as well i'm not going to say oh you you know give you any hate because i am definitely not everyone's cup of tea right. but i 
am very true to me. I'm not going to tiptoe around or be anything. That's why I feel like I'm probably never going to get a spoiler card by Wizards from Wizards. <laughs> and that's that's why you that's why you only see my hands. That's all you'll ever see of me is my hands. I I, I, I love the camera. Like honestly, I content creating is so fun to me. Because again, I get to make what I want to make. I get to make. Mis- I I sit there for hours editing, but I'm laughing at my own jokes. I'm literally like a parrot. It's so I'm just there like howling, like I'm so funny. I, I've just, I'll put this bit in. I'll put this clip in, and it took you know twenty minute editing turns into two hours because I'm like yeah trying to turn right. clips in from Dumb and Dumber and stuff like that. I'm like oh yeah that clip would go great there or if I get top decks against in this bit. I'll have Darth Vader shouting no, and because I'm a big Star Wars fan, and it's yeah, it, it's it, content creating is a lot of fun, and I would encourage anyone that's got a creative mind and set to do this in some way. It doesn't have to be making it; it could be giving someone ideas. It could be reading, you know, books that you're into, D and D books, MTG books, the putting storylines together from pictures of just magic cards. I don't think anyone's ever done that, but I'm, I'm pretty sure you could make a story of magic card art going along and tell a story over it and yeah I, I i'm very much pro making content even if it's not gonna make everyone super happy like if you're just nice. telling the truth and you yourself and yeah go crazy we're gonna go to beginner's corner which is our last segment of the podcast uh before we talk about beginner's corner which this week we're going to talk about you know trying not to get swindled in trades right um mm. You, you talked a little bit about your building up from your basic island to a black lotus. Where are you at? Where are you at in that process right now? So I'm right around about, I would say around $500 worth of cards, which is consisting of force of negations. Um, it's got the, I can I never pronounce the card. The extra, is it? The, legacy card in in legacy dredge and vintage dredge the it's the one that you exile a green card from the graveyard and it comes back i've got one of them in japanese foil which is really it's, it's rare to have in a japanese foil uh there's a few other cards and I've, I've i've got to the point now where i'm looking at trading into or getting offers for restricted list cards no oh, nice i'm getting offers for jewel lands and you know things along these lines now we're talking we're in that sort of territory which is a step that i i will eventually come to i almost got a trade at one point for a sliver queen but because of the new uh set the the time style remastered obviously slivers got re-released so right. now people are jumping on the sliver band the sliver edh decks mm. and obviously sliver queen's a big one that's so it spiked dramatically so i don't blame the person you know saying that this card just spikes about another two hundred dollars. It's probably not worth. I like no mate. Honestly, you go go crazy. And this is what we're talking about with the, with the, the people uh, trade sharks, as they used to be called back in the day. Where everyone on on this run that I'm going from Basic Island to now at like five hundred plus dollars is I'm I'm fully out in the open with everything. I'm telling everyone, look, I'm trading up. I'm not trading sideways. I'm trading up. I would every trade I do, I'll gain some bit of value in that trade. If you're happy with that, then make me an offer. And I've only ever traded with people that have made me offers so far. So when people, I've I've got people saying, "Oh, you're you know you're sharking people, or you're you're or using more harsher term words, saying that I'm ripping people off." 
I'm stealing money from people. I've only ever traded with people that are happy to trade with what they've come to me with the offer and they're happy with the trade. I, I would never try and steal money. But, you know, it's funny because the person that obviously was giving me a stick was saying how you build a community up, you don't tear it down. Obviously, he's never seen any of my content, the fact that I give so much away and I've given mm -hmm. so much away and I will continue to give so much away. And because I haven't put in the videos yet that I'm giving away the Black Lotus once I get there, it's just, you know, and you're always going to get that with content creating. People are just going to be angry for being angry sake or try and find a downfall in your success. But if sure. you mm -hmm. listen to that, you know, I mean, nothing, nothing in the world ever get happened would uh, right. get finished. It's going to be so, years. Yeah. Um, you know, just to make clear, I'm very happy. And if anyone ever listens to this wants to help me out, feel free. You'll find me on any of those platforms we talked about earlier on. Just DM me or get hold of these two lovely men, and I'm sure they'll point you in the right direction to me. Absolutely. Um, now, it's also interesting to hear um, how he's doing that, Peddler, you know, um, which is why I wanted to do this for Beginner's Corner. What I do personally, okay, which is not going along with what he's talking about, but it's, you know, how not to get swindled by trades, right? What I do yeah. personally, and you guys can say what you do, right? I take a binder and I put in the cards that I think are trade worthy that I'm not going to use. And I put those in a binder. And then when somebody comes along and is like, hey, man, you got any trade? I'm like, yeah, I got a trade binder. And they go through like, hey, is this for trade? Absolutely. Let me see your trade. And I trade for cards that I need or want. You know, I'm not looking at the value of them. I'm just looking at the power level of that individual card. And then they'll be like, hey, I'll trade you for that. And it's like, cool, man. If you're happy, I'm happy. You know, that's the way I've been doing it lately. Mm. So that is the old school way of doing it, right? That shows how old we are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Of I want that card. You want this card. You like it. And for people that don't know that this is, that, you know, probably played in the last 10 years or so before the internet was a thing. Yeah. We used to have this, it was like a big, thick comic book. And the last, I would say, like maybe 100 pages or maybe 50 pages was every card listed in Magic. Yeah. And it would have a price next to it and it would fluctuate. And it used to come out, I think, monthly or every couple of months, this book. Right. Um, I'm sure someone will be able to name. Uh, say Scry, Enquest. There was a couple of them. Maybe yeah, it was Enquest. Maybe is the one I'm thinking of. And, you know, no one really had that. And we basically we all knew that Black Lotus was the most expensive card. And it was like $300. And that's crazy <laughs> for a bit of cardboard. And uh, you used to just trade going, I'll trade, I want that card, you want this card, you want trade, yeah, cool. And that's that's how trades happen. Now, you know what I mean? I wish I could shark someone. Jeez, the internet's a thing now. I couldn't get an extra cent. And if I tried when I did a, a trade for myself, but if I, but in, in the, obviously the Black Lotus thing, people's aware of it and they offer me a bit more. In fact, people have been so generous with it. It's, um, it's unreal. The fact that, obviously I say I come up with these crazy ideas. This is again, one of my crazy ideas that, might have just fallen flat but where we've got to right now in such a short space of time it's crazy and i can't i can't honestly thank everyone enough that's helped me so far and people that will help me in the future um i'm not entirely sure how i'm going to do the black clothes giveaway uh i'm sure it will be something crazy that i'm hoping everyone would hear about i don't know if i'm going to do that everybody gets to go or just anyone that was ever in the trade line so everyone that helped with the trade at some point so that, that, takes, sounds like a, that sounds like a good tactic right there. So like it that. takes me 50 people to get to a Black Lotus. Those 50 people are in for a chance. So it could be the last person that trades me a Black Lotus wins the Black Lotus back. <laughs> um, I, think, yeah, I, I think you're going to find out in your heart what is right and what you're going to do. And I think, yeah. I think you'll do that, you know. 
that's the biggest thing I have is being able to, as much as supporting someone, it can be anything from just watching the video to gifting your Amazon Prime subscription to gifting, you know, cheers bits or actual money that you know that you have in your bank. It's all there isn't a price on being able to, to support someone. People just have what they're comfortable with or helping that they can. Just clicking the thumbs up button. Listening to this podcast right now is helping you guys. Whoever's literally got to this far and is listening now is helping you because then the algorithm and it spikes up and you get more viewers, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, they tell their mate. And if they tell two of their mates, and it, it, that's how we grow. So don't ever mm-hmm. think you need to... I, if I don't subscribe to, you, to that channel, I'm not a supporter of it. I don't want to do it. I have people, they can't afford to. And I'm fully acceptable of that. I'm like, cool, you're, if, you just, if you're watching me, that's all I can ask for. You know what I mean? Realistically, that is what my main thing at the minute over any money is to get the viewers because I want to try and apply for partners soon, which mm-hmm. that's like my goal. And it was never a goal I had until recently. And I, right, I actually, I admire other, other people that have got partner and I'm very much a want to achieve my goals person. I think it's just being in the military. I like, I don't like being second best. I always want to be there. Like, I want to be that partner. I'm going to become that partner. And that's so views at me at the minute to me. And where I've, I'm coming from on, on this one is giving back to people. I find is because I give everything away is the hardest thing for me. How do I determine that people have been watched that have been watching me subscribe to me or donate to me or you know somehow support my stream how do i give back to them more than someone that's just you know flicking past because i've got giveaway in my stream title they've tuned in once they win a box and then they go again i never see them again bear in mind that doesn't happen but what how do I, there's no way for me to determine at least that i've come up with yet right that the actual so say the 100 people watching me 70 of them are supporting me twice a week let's say a minimum they watch my stream twice a week that's the people i want to try and tailor towards but i can't do that twitch won't allow you to do that you can't do like gift uh, subscription only giveaways it's not a thing uh you can do like discord giveaways which would kind of negate that problem i guess but it's not the biggest platform i'm on so i want to give back to as many people as possible and get the name out there etc um, and I, I don't know how to how to go about that, which is where I'm coming on, where we've kind of stayed, stayed left from. But yeah, people that support, I don't know how you how to get back there. to them. I think you'll get there. You know, it's just a grind. And oh, I'm yeah. on Twitch. I'm on Twitch myself. I just made affiliates not too long ago. Congratulations! Um, so thank you very much. And it, it believe me, that's not really an easy feat. <laughs> it's, it's, again, people take that for granted when they go, "Oh, you're only affiliate." That in itself is a grind. Going from nothing to affiliate, like I don't. Some people can do it overnight. Uh, some people it takes ages. I genuinely think it took me. I, in, off the top of my head, I think it took just over a year. Well, but bear in mind, reach yeah, to make affiliate. But bear in mind, this is back very early when I. So I'm very. I keep talking about myself. I apologize about this. The <laughs> I'm very much a learn and build everything myself. I built my computer myself. I just watch YouTube videos, how to build a computer, order it, bit together, build it. I learned how to work out my bits rates, how to make overlays, streams, uh, what yeah. I need for me, you know, everything. I'm completely self-taught in every aspect of my content right. that you see. And you could probably see that from day one to where I am now. And that's from, yeah. you know, from editing microphones, you know, working out what sound levels I need, having 
platforms having a direction I want to go in because I've started playing MTGO and it was once a week. Uh, you know, I'd be like, hey, I'm streaming every Tuesday, which is kind of what I was happy with then. And then, you know, you don't really see much growth. It's just your, your friends watching you play. And yeah. then I kind of did what everyone does and gets a, an ego. And I thought, well, why is MTG not working out for me? So I moved to Hearthstone. I was like, well, I'll play Hearthstone because that's a really big game. Moved to Hearthstone and actually did really well in Hearthstone, um, especially as someone that had no idea what was going on. But I managed to qualify for nationals, which apparently is really hard to do, but I did it within two months. Nice. And then I also play a lot of paper magic. It's obviously my main thing. So I, uh, weirdly, when that nationals was on, I skipped it for the team RPTQ to go play on the 25th anniversary Pro Tour. And we came ninth because of a bad judge call. But anyway, not so <laughs> in the slightest about that. And then Arena came out. So I was like, oh, well, I'm going to go to Arena and stream to Arena. And then I had a bit more of a schedule. But during that sort of time, I was streaming once a week. And even then, I'd be like, oh, I'm tired from work. I'm not going to stream. I didn't have a, like a consistent schedule. And it's only in the last 18 months to two years, maybe, I've had a real schedule where I've stuck to it, doing four days plus a week, well, obviously more during lockdown, five days a week. Even when I was deployed to Norway, uh with work i was finding time to stream like i and that's the key for i don't know if anyone's ever out there wants to become a streamer or a content creator but on twitch is 100 you need to be consistent yes you know you, people need to know if they log on or when they get to work if they go on twitch you're going to be there right if you're not there they're going to go to someone else yep. and then they'll go to that person the day after and that's that you've lost them you've literally lost that person you have to be consistent on twitch or that people will not you have the, the real, real loyal ones, like real loyal ones that support what you do and want to see you grow. But the mm. the average viewer, which is realistically what ninety five percent of Twitch would be for any content creator, is to is to keep that audience. And if you're not there, they're not gonna, or they don't know when to find you. They're not gonna come on. Slightly different with with YouTube, uh, and I have this different opinion on youtube to i suppose most other content creators because i'm obviously friends with squad chief and uh nikachu mtg and nikachu now streams very successful streaming but he came from youtube he started with youtube and did a lot of content on youtube and we've spoke about because I, I do an interview series or i did what did an interview series where i used to interview different streamers and nikachu is by far the one that anyone i always point people towards that if they ever think about making content on youtube or twitch or just in general, about any subject, you need to watch that one. And Nikachu is one of the smartest people when it comes to content creating ever. Like, he needs to write a self-help book on this sort of stuff. I learned so much. It was more an hour of him teaching me how to make content than me interviewing him for an hour. It's, I saw that interview. Very good interview, by the way. He's so good. Yeah, that's the only interview I've done where I felt I was well out of my depth yeah like, he was I was like, like he's like look man I'm, I'm doing this and uploading a video and editing a video as i'm doing this interview with you yeah, exactly he he was yeah. like he had all this stuff and now because of that like obviously he helped me out but he he came on that and he went look I, I i typed your name into youtube you didn't come up why is that and i was like Poof. and he went this is why you need to do this you need to have this this has got me you've got to be uploading and he's like right do you do you can go through the different content route of uploading a video every day that's not very well edited but it's content to get your name out there and you'll eventually grow that way. Or do you want to do one good video edited a week 
that people once you know know every Friday your video comes out and you go that route. And obviously, Nikshu now has got like plus twenty thousand people subscribers, and he just just makes Merfolk. Well, he makes he does other videos. I know Merfolk's his main thing. And he's um, but the the way he goes about talking about things and describes it and breaks it down is he's so smart, and that's why you know I've got a really good relationship with him now. Me and him are uh, close, I would say, considering we've never met him. He is a good content creator. I hope. We can get him on this show one of these days. I can I can make that happen. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I am close to him. I will. What, what I was, Nikachu will be on this. I'll get him on. Um, Peddler, before we go to the end, just say goodbye to everybody. Did you want to add on, you know, like, don't get swindled by trading cards? The only thing I wanted to add to that was uh, download the TCG app. Because that way, so if you're, because I'm looking at it as a, as a pure novice of the game, you're not going to know what cards are valuable. And, you know, if you have a $5 card or you have a $50 card and someone's trying to trade you a $5 card in return, a car, you just download that app and you can take a picture of both cards and it'll tell you what the value is. And if you still want that card, and you want to make the trade, you can, you can make that trade, but at least then you'll know how much your card holds in value. That way, so, you know, it really helps alleviate the, uh, Man, I hope I'm not getting you know burnt by this trade feeling after you make a trade. Well, it's, it's a very problem you find though, right? There's always, no matter where you go, there's going to be someone that is going to try and swindle someone. They'll be like, that mm. person doesn't know what that card is worth, and they're going to try and get it off you for a cheaper amount. Even if you think, oh my god, I need that ten dollars, and they offer you ten dollars for a card, but it's actually a thirty dollar card. Right. Yeah. If you're happy to take ten dollars, then it's fine. But as long as you know what you're selling it for. And the one for European, you use TCG. In Europe, we use MKM, just so you know everyone can get the MKM uh, MKM app. Um, mm. You know, your obviously your audience is global, so yes, my not it's not just TCG. We don't use that in 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 Europe. We use MKM. There you go. Yeah, so that's actually good to, for me and Peddler to learn too, because we're in like what sixty four countries or something. It's really something insane. like that. Yeah, it's insane how many countries we're in. Um, when I first started the podcast, one of the very first co-hosts said, what we need to do is have somebody come on the podcast that's from everywhere that listens to the podcast. If I went over all these countries, it would blow both of your minds about, you know. That's, that's obviously a, a good sign to, to you both, right? So you've grown this, this thing from nothing to now where you are. Yeah. And now you need, what's the next goal? You're in 64 countries. What's the next? Do you want to be in 65 or do you want to be in 100? Do you, do you guys lay your goals out like that? I do. I lay the goals out because uh, I'm on the back end working with everything. The logistics, the statistics, the analytics, the CPMs, the editing. I, I, I set the goals, yes. That's cool. It's, and and it's funny, if you don't have goals, you can't move forward. It's, right. it's, and, and it's funny because in my personal content creating too, on my YouTube channel, it's like I'm the same way. I have, I have subscribers all over the world. I'm like, who – like like. Who in Moldova is listening to me? That's insane. I know, I know right? I know. It is crazy. Like the YouTube, that's nothing with the, with the with, I keep staying off the subject, I'm sorry, but with the, with the, the Nikachu thing, he, because obviously I came, from, I'm, I'm more of a Twitch person and moving to YouTube or, you know, adding YouTube to now to my arsenal, but he was YouTube set. And if I'm live for four hours a day, Okay, that's cool. I can be found four hours a day. What there's twenty four hours in a day. What about the other twenty hours? Right. YouTube is used twenty four seven. 
Like, yeah. I always tell people now if they're starting off and they want to become a content creator, I'm like, go to YouTube. Start on YouTube. There's more, there's more hours of the day you, you'll be found on that than Twitch. And, you know, and it will live there forever. People could find your videos from a year ago on that. Yeah. yeah. And they'll be able to, to see your stuff. And, yeah, that, that's my two cents. But, yeah, it's... Um, <laughs> that's good. No, that's actually good advice. Like, well, it's, it's advice I got given. And it's it's come to fruition. So when we were talking about Nikachu and he said, when I was doing the interview, he was like, yeah, I'm, I've got a video rendering in the background and stuff. Time management's huge. If you oh, like, obviously, I've got a day job. I stream for four to five hours a night, and I also edit and put everything on YouTube. You know, you've got to time manage yourself. And I've got, I've thank God experience that I now when I finish the stream, I'll edit it. And I've got my editing down to around about twenty minutes ish to half hour now. Wow. Uh, when I, I edit, cause I have everything pre like all preloaded videos in folders, and you know I can jam it all in and blend it all up, etc. Then I put it onto render throughout the night. Then I wake up in the morning before I go to work. I'll upload it while I'm at work over my lunch. I'll do all the editing for it, all the you know the timestamps and everything like that that needs to be added to it. Make the thumbnail, put the thumbnail on it, and then when I get home before I start streaming, I'll upload it. And if I you know sometimes I slip, sometimes I've, I've streamed a bit too late and I don't have time to do the edit, and things will all just like fall apart and I have to start again from a different different level. Um, like before I was talking before we started this. Again, I was making thumbnails and I was editing things and you realize a video went live about two hours ago before we started the stream because I literally just posted a video. And time management is huge and it's never going to be a case of I don't have the time for things. Like I used to say things like that and you, you do. You just have to manage your time better. If you want something, you'll do it. Right. You'll find the time for it. If you want to make excuses for it, you're never going to get there. Right. And I sound uh, like absolutely. a self-help book. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. I actually have a video I have to edit and release tonight too. So thank you for reminding me. <laughs> What's it on? Plug it. Plug your video. Plug my video. It's going to be Strix Haven Collector's Box, number four, fully sponsored by my buddy, Joey K, the luckiest man on earth. So, I does he buy the boxes and you open them on stream? Yes. On yes. Oh, yeah. That's on on video, cool. yeah. Yeah. And it's, it, let me tell you, I, I, I don't know Joey personally. He's just one of my, like, one of my subscribers. He, he always nabs the best box out of any case I buy. Whenever That's he sponsors, cool. I'm like, well, there goes all my, all my big hits. Joey's getting them all. It's, it's hysterical. I've, I've got a person like that on my stream like he bear in mind it's completely gen, uh, randomly generated how people win marbles there's no cheat code there's nothing you can type into person it uh i've had someone that's won five and like i you know we have up to like you know no, average around about 30 to 40 people play marbles i guess i'd say and he's won five yeah. that's like it's so crazy that he's won five of them and weirdly he only lives half hour from me he's actually goes to oh, my local funny. fnm so that's all funny. those people in the world the guy that lives up the road from me obviously everyone claims it's a fix and you know <laughs> one, one day i'll tell him it is and I, i've been scaring <laughs> people all these years but yeah yeah it's uh it, it is a lot of fun it's really cool that you've got someone that would do that let you open your content or open their product to make content with that's that's really cool it i kind of hope to do that i say what, I, I, what, I i know his address by heart that's how much I, I i send out to this guy it's crazy that's that's awesome uh, oh, that's and, what and, i want to do uh, a little side note too on, on Joey, because he did one of the coolest things for me. When I first started my basic land collection, which was about six months ago now, he mm -hmm. sent me a fat pack, an old school fat pack. It was a, a Shadowmore fat pack, and it was stuffed to the gills with basic lands. And, and I opened it because I, I do mail days because I love opening things that people send me on my, on, as, as my context. I love that people send me stuff. It's amazing. And it was a huge thing. And I thought it was like, I don't know, I'm like, what is this? And I open it and it was, it was just all basic lands. 
and I was just I was in heaven. <laughs> you know the I, last I, thing I got sent. Ben, I, I don't have a PO box because they cost a lot of money in the UK. I wish I could afford one. I have a few people that like work, but like not for me. That's work for me is not right, but want to see me succeed. Succeed, and they're willing to help me. And they're basically, they're my mods. And there's a team of I say there's a team. There's a team of three of us. So you, you, you've got me, and my team is. Um, the, he's called the Juice Box. He's the I would say the newest member to, to help succeed. You'd see him in my stream all the time. He's on your time. He streams over in yours. He's about to start streaming um, Arena, and he is like he's an ex-army vet. He does all this cool content where you know like Jackbox and stuff like that. He does interviews as well with other streamers, which is loads of fun. <coughs> right. He's he's just a really like really cool proactive guy. Then I've got my uh, my guy called Stencil, which if you ever see him in my stream, he has his own little ringtone. Uh, every time he comes in, I have a button that I press and he has his own little music because he watched me more than anyone last year. So on Twitch, you get a, an end of year email saying, you watched this person for most, this one second, this one third. These were the emotes and he watched me the most. So he now gets a song and then next year, if someone beats him, they'll get a song, etc. And then I've got another one called Alex, who is uh, the only one that lives in the UK who is very creative and like kind of like my, the wordy side of things for me. Uh, like one's very good at picture editing. One's very good at computer uh, editing like videos and one's very good at words. And they, they've, they've helped and support me so much throughout the thing. Uh, I've never get a chance to give them a shout out besides in my stream. So I'm, I, I, I'm glad I get to say something here about them, but they send me lots of nice things. Sometimes they send me pants which is underwear to you, uh, to me, and <laughs> I know to you it's trousers. Um, <laughs> and then other, other times, they, they, for my birthday, they sent me loads of really cool stuff, which was uh, really sweet. They're, they're, they're good guys. They have, we have a lot of fun, a lot of fun. And very, again, very I cool. don't think I'd be able to get to where I am now without them. It's very much a community effort to get the stream where it's at. And uh, one day I wish I could pay them. Like, that's the end goal, right? If I could yeah. pay them, I would... Not enough that they have they need to like you know stop working, but enough just to say thank you. It would uh, that would really make my day. Yep, and that's one of my goals too. Is Peddler's going to get paid? My boy Joe Woost, and I got a guy named Cliff Colvin. I'm going to end this podcast, so let me go to the end segment. And because you not pay them in pizzas, huh? <laughs> Do you not pay them in pizzas? I might. I just like talking. I just like I, I'm like I'm like you. I just like hearing my own voice. So it doesn't matter hey, to me. I'll pay them in Bitcoin. Um. Take it, take it. Here's yeah, I will take it. All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode. And we again, we want to thank you for coming on, Will. Thanks for having me. Honestly, any anytime you want someone to talk about a lot of gibberish, let me know. <laughs> yeah, man. I'll be, I'll be getting that back out to you. I'll reach out to you. And Peddler, as always, man. Thank you for being the co-host. Oh, always a pleasure, man. I love being here. And guys, check us out over at the Magic the Gathering Players Group on Facebook. Also, the Cryptic Commander Facebook group. And we are proudly sponsored by North Valley Games. You can go to northvalleygames.com, enter the promo code TCC2021 at checkout, save 10%. And they have a new program where they're buying your singles, and they'll give you an extra 10% cash. Use the same promo code. And we're partnered with Magic the Gathering's player group, Facebook group, and Unstable Realm. Until next time, keep spell slinging. That's it. <laughs> there can, we I, go. can I randomly add something? Yes. So that you can just throw in anything. So can I just like 
are you still recording now yes you don't need to use this but if you, if you want to so uh hey everybody so obviously we just had the interview it's awesome uh I, i'm glad to be here but i as i keep saying i want to give back so if anyone comments their favorite magic card on the facebook group i'm going to pick a winner from there by the end of the month i'm guessing this will be out by then by the end of the month this will uh, be out today this will be out today yeah okay today so you've got five or six days to your favorite mtg card and why we'll pick a winner and i'll buy that person a pizza you hear that wow that's amazing peddler that's awesome that is awesome you two can't win <laughs> no 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 yeah we're, we're excluded. we've got that we've got that part we're excluded so hopefully we got some people listen toward the the whole end and